You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are challenged to reconsider your normal and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. I am going to start off this podcast by acknowledging that we are recording on the stolen land of the Susquehannock, Piscataway, Nintigo people native to this area known as Maryland. If you are just learning about land acknowledgements or have not been able to find out exactly what land you are on that is unseated and are curious, I'm going to direct you on over to native, N-A-T-I-V-E dash land, L-A-N-D dot C-A so that you as well can acknowledge the land that you live, love, work, and exist on. So it is the end of Black History Month, the shortest month of the year. <laughs> That's never going to get any better. Um, and, and I say that because the month's not going to magically get longer. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is not because I am here to uh, complain about that. I'm not. I'm actually here because I want to acknowledge the fact that very often when I am listening to or reading or watching something, I will hear a magical word come up. It's really not a magical word. It's a word that is not helpful. But this word that is supposedly used in these very magical terms, it often is something that is used when we talk about something like Black History Month, because you'll hear a statement like, Black History Month is important, but it's the shortest month of the year. Black History Month is important, period. And it is centered in the shortest month of the year, period. Black History Month is the simplification of Black history, present, past, and uh, future that should be celebrated all the time. All History Months should be celebrated at all times because... We need to know where we came from. We need to know where we are and we need to have an idea of where we want to go. But in order to do that, we have to be present in the present. And this shitty word, but shows up to try to negate constantly. And so 
the end of this here Black History Month, I want to remind you to be aware of where the word but is coming up in your vocabulary and where you may actually be negating the experiences and realities of people and you may not even recognize it. I want you to think about this as a way to better honor what you may not understand, ways that you may not exist, and ways that you can do things differently. Whenever we think about something that is different from our norm, I mean, I know that's really good, but I don't know how to do it. I mean, that could be a really great thing, but I don't know that that's for me. That word, but, everything you said before that, but, negated. Pretty much anything is going to come after it. Because everything you say after it was meant to soften what you said before it. But it really just made the whole statement trash, throw the whole thing away. So I want you to think about this in the context of people that are not regularly, often, and freely centered because it can make you very aware. If we think about it in something simple like, I mean, I like cheeseburgers, but I would like to have wings for dinner instead. Those are not things I want y'all to do all the time. Eat some greens, y'all. Eat some damn greens and vegetables. Greens, yellows, oranges, whites. Um, Why do I want to sing the greens, beans, potato song right now? Y'all, jukebox brain is real. Anyway, when if we think about it in the context of something that seems small, rote, minute, it can be easy to underestimate the power of it and you then go and use it in a larger, more impactful instance, and it can go left. So if we think about it in the context of who we want to center, who we want to shift access and visibility to, I think that that can make a difference. There is a conversation that really kind of questions whether or not we should have months at all that celebrate specific uh, histories or heritages or groups of people. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but I actually think we need to keep the months. But follow me here. Wait, follow me. (laughs) We need to keep the months, period. Because if we get rid of them, then we run the risk of these individuals being swallowed and digested in a way that they become invisible throughout the rest of the year. And so these shorter bursts can sometimes give a platform to begin or put an exclamation point on the necessary conversations and actions and attentions that need to be diverted to those that are not regularly getting it. I don't think it's enough. However, I don't think that getting rid of it is going to fix the lack that is happening currently. Black History Month being only 28 days, the lack will not get better if we then don't have those 28 days. We will have 28 less days. I am happy to have this conversation and to give some differing opinions here. So by all means, this is where you can come on in the community and have this conversation with me and let me know where it is that you are coming from, why you disagree with me, and let's talk about that. This is simply my opinion in this moment, which is the beauty of having a podcast. 
This is my opportunity to share where I am now, knowing that there is always space to evolve and to shift the context of how I process information and then choose to make decisions or outcomes based on that. Y'all, I'm trying to not use the word but because like I'm (laughs) pointing out here, but will just, it will wreck everything if you're not careful. And it seems like an innocuous word, but it's a word that completely undoes what you say your intention is. Um, As a black person, I think about something that I, I'm not going to say no one else says it, but I often hear black people say, I don't mean no harm, but, and then they go on to say something else. They meant harm. They chose violence that morning. They woke up and chose violence. <laughs> they woke up. Um, and that is that is a social like reference, y'all. Please don't think I meant real violence. If you need to go and um, listen to the episode that I did with E.K. Powell about AAVE and you want to learn about what some of these euphemisms mean, please go do that. But don't think I meant it literally. Anyway, the whole point of acknowledging what you don't want to do, inserting the word but, and then saying what you really want to say, you didn't soften it. You didn't soften it. You didn't take it away. The impact was still there. And your intent really was the impact. You essentially wanted to try to put, you know, some type of nicety on it when there was no nicety there. Or you wanted to try to make something stronger than maybe what it was. Like maybe you're trying to say, I really don't like this, but I know you meant well. I know you meant well. But something that you did upset me or it hurt me or it bothered me or it caused harm. I think this is an opportunity to really pay attention to our language and how it is that we are framing our statements and how the way that we're framing these statements are giving us clues about how we are processing people, places, individuals, and situations. If we process information in a way that is not accurate to a group, an individual, or the outcomes that are are really supposed to be happening, there's a disservice that's happening all at the same time. All of this messiness is happening. So if we can give ourselves an opportunity to acknowledge where we are trying to put two very different feelings in one statement or one space of processing and putting the word button there as if it's going to stitch it all together. It's not. It's not. And I want you to really give yourself that space to think about how those that are not regularly censored and given the same level of free access, visibility, and opportunities in the way that maybe you or others are given, there is very possibly a big old butt in there somewhere. I mean, I know I didn't hire anyone of color, but nobody applied. Did they not apply because you didn't post it somewhere that was actually inclusive? Did they not apply because you put up a posting that was very clear that they were not welcome or included or safe at this place of employment? It's really important to go a little bit deeper and to think about that. I mean, I know that we don't have any models of color in our current advertising campaign, but I mean, we just couldn't find anybody. Mm -hmm. 
Could you not find anybody? Or is it that you had some black models, but you didn't have anybody that could actually do their hair and makeup properly? So they were like, I'm not doing this. I'm out. Spoiler alert, as a hairstylist, I have witnessed too many times models of color being disrespected as if they are difficult because the stylists were ill-equipped to handle their hair and their skin tone. Sounds like you need to go and get some more skill set and not blame the individual. You came up short, not the person. Way too often, it is easy to negate what's really happening, to soften the blow to your own ego. Nobody benefits from that, not even you. That keeps you stuck, that keeps you stagnant, that keeps you not growing. You want to be stuck? Great. You're probably in the wrong place being here. I'm going to challenge you to do better. I challenge myself to do better. I challenge those around me to do better. We are all trying to figure out how to be better. And that is not about the white supremacist concept of we're constantly striving and doing and any of the American exceptionalism type of, of bullshit. That's not what that is. But it's about the fact that we are not comfortable just being comfortable and stuck and not being willing to grow. Growth is a part of the life cycle and process. That, you can't stop it. You can either go with it or you will be left behind. You will be left behind. So being able to really notice where your thoughts are processing is allowing you to possibly consider your actions being something different than what they are, i.e., I thought I was being helpful, but I really wasn't. That statement. I thought I was being helpful. I really wasn't. That's a very different way of being aware. So I think that anytime we are in a month that is meant to center and to focus on groups that are historically and grossly undersupported marginalized, erased, it is important to take it as a pause to consider how is it that I have not been honoring your experience? How is it that I have not been honoring the truth of where you are at a deficit that you cannot make up if I do not acknowledge the surplus that I hold and how to fix redistribution? because it's not enough to just acknowledge it. We have to figure out what's a solution. What can we do next? It is always important to take a month that is often focused on the trauma of a group or obligating that group to entertain you, to educate you, and to flip that around and figure out what can I do for you? As we wrap up this Black History Month, what is it that you can do? Because I don't care if it's the end of the month. Black people need support, amplification, and opportunities to be shared with them in a way that is beneficial to the outcomes that we want and need for those of us that we love, care for, and are actively engaged in being a part of their lives and their homes and their communities. We need that all year round. So this is your call to continue your efforts to figure out how a month about a group that doesn't have everything that they need, how you can be a part of doing things differently by amplifying, by supporting, by witnessing with a purpose, 
that is attached to values aligned outcomes that benefit these groups, not witnessing for the hell of it. How is it that you can be a part of the change and the betterment? How is it that you can be a part of redistribution and reallocation and recreation of opportunities and systems and structures that are more equitable? That's what I want you to consider. And there's no buts about it. Anytime that we talk about language, anytime that we talk about word choices, it is so important to think about how it impacts people and what is the intended or unintended harm that can happen when we are not mindful with one of our most important resources, our opportunities to connect and communicate with one another. The way that we use our words, written, visual, spoken, all of the forms, it's so important to be aware of what you can do in beneficial or harmful ways. Inside of the community, we have our guide to problematic language and alternatives, which is a crowdsourced document that it attributes to where we initially um, were introduced to this concept, how we created one that is also a place for you to be able to contribute when you know of other things that aren't here and how you are recognizing that, hey, language is powerful and it can be used as a tool or wielded as a weapon. And what is your choice to do with it today? If this is one of the resources, along with all of the conversations and live calls and office hours and amazing resources that we have within pause on the play, coming into the community, you'll be able to access all of these and you'll be able to be in conversation, to pay attention to and to audit your own language choices. You can join today at pauseontheplay.com forward slash community. It's always amazing being able to present something large or small, that gives you an opportunity to consider, are you making the best choices right now? And are those choices aligned with your values and the outcomes that you hope to create with those values? So for allowing me to share with you and for giving you this information from my perspective, for taking that in, I thank you. Every time you show up here taking in this show, I thank you. This is how we continue to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of our everyday exchanges, removing stigma and creating real change and connection together, crossing lines, recreating boundaries so we can support one another and not separate. Together, let's continue getting more people to drop the veil while challenging their thoughts, feelings, actions, and state of being. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are 
and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?